Welcome to the Commands of Christ podcast brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. We're excited about guiding people to the Word of God to experience the abundant life and to be encouraged as they walk as disciples of Jesus all through the power of Christ living in us. And now, your hosts, Gabe Cleeter and Nate Payne. Gabe, we are continuing to talk about the command of Christ, ask, seek, and knock. Do you want to read the verses for this command? So they come from Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 8, and it says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. In this particular episode, we want to know how do we do this command. And I think God's given us a lot of wonderful examples and testimonies in his scripture of those who walked this out, who lived this out. And we're going to go over just a few real quickly here. I'm sure there's more, but we we just want to be able to kind of put this to a testimony, to a story, so that we can maybe apply it to our lives a little bit better. So Hannah in 1 Samuel 1, she had a desire for a child, and we see her just pursuing after God and not stopping until the Lord gave her her request. We have the widow and the unrighteous judge in Luke 18. The widow just kept on pressing in for that basically that that her case would be would be judged righteously and even though the judge wasn't righteous, he finally gave in to her because um she kept on coming back. She, you see this persistence. It's like she kept asking, she kept seeking, yes. she kept knocking. Yes. Mm. And then Elijah, we have that in, in 1 Kings 18, Elijah praying for rain as which, another picture. Which I love the picture of Elijah because I think it's um, it, it's so neat because the scripture um, talks about just uh, Elijah and it says um, in James chapter 5, verse 17, I love this because here's what it says, Nate. I think this is so relatable as we look to, at this command and how do we do it. And um, listen to this. It says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. Because I think sometimes we can have this idea that, oh, these were spiritual giants and we could never attend to, attain to the level that they were. And James just says the ground is level at the foot of the cross. It was like the power to do it is God, not us. Amen. And him doing it in and That's through right. us. And so, and Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. We see he just struggled with, you know, we see he faced discouragement and he faced challenges and difficulties he was a man with like passions as we are but it says and he prayed earnestly um that it might not rain and it rained not on this on the earth by the space of three years and six months but then it says and he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit and it's amazing when you look at that account um of that happening in first kings 18 you know, you see that um, Elijah had gone up and he began to pray and tells a servant, you go and, and, and see, you know, and, and the idea you get there is that it was a clear sky because you, the idea you get is it was a completely clear sky. So here you have a man praying for rain under a clear sky, you know, like this is, but, but his faith was in God and you see this asking and um, pursuing the Lord in this. And he says, the man went and there was nothing. And so he went again and he went again, right? And you see, I think a persistency in asking. And then he comes back the seventh time, and he says, there's a cloud about the size of a man's fist. And basically, Elijah says, rain's coming, we gotta go. <laughs> um, and it just, we see there's a tremendous downpour of rain in answer to Elijah's praying, his seeking, his asking with persistence. And that's the kind of quality that we see in each one of these examples, Gabe, is this persistence. 
Um, I think of the blind man, Bartimaeus, in Luke 18, who was persistent in repeatedly crying out for Jesus to heal him. I think of Abraham interceding for the righteous in Sodom and Gomorrah or Jacob wrestling with the angel in Genesis 32. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But each one of these people, what we see is is this attitude of, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep on pressing through. I'm going to keep on pressing in until I get an answer. And I think, Gabe, that fits beautifully with this command because as we spoke of in, in a previous episode, that this command, the, the tense and, and the mood is, is that this is repeatedly done and it's, it's, it's persistent. It's, it doesn't give up. And I think, Gabe, that in many ways, I know um, in my own life, but I think in, in Christendom as a whole, this persistence is greatly lacking and is a reason for a lot of unanswered prayer. Well, and I think sometimes the question is not, have I asked? The question is, am I asking? Mm-hmm. The question is not, have I, have I sought in the past? No, it's like, mm-hmm. am I seeking? Yes. It's not, have I knocked in the past? It's, am I knocking? In other words, am I, are, are we consistently pursuing the Lord? Are we consistently asking him? Are we consistently knocking? And, but it's interesting because it says, ask and it shall be given unto you, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And then it says this, for everyone that asketh receiveth. And it talks about the hymn that seeks finds, right? And it talks about the hymn that knocks, it'll be open. And I think about how the this amazing statement that it says everyone that asks receives. And you say, okay, well, 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 well how is this? How is it that the person that asks receives? And I think we find the real key to effective prayer in um, John chapter 15, where a very similar um, statement is made, but with, with I think, a, a, an important qualifier. It says in John 15, 7, it says, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ye shall ask, there it is, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. So that's an amazing, um, audacious statement, right? That the Lord would say, you, if you ask anything, it shall be done unto you. But there's a prerequisite. There's an if at the beginning of the verse. It says, if ye abide in me, mm-hmm. and my words abide in you. Mm-hmm. And I think this is such the key, Nate, because as we have God's word abiding in us, as we spend time in the word, reading it, memorizing, meditating on it, treasuring it up in our heart, really prayer is just the outflow of spending time in the word of God. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, is as we spend time in the word, as we take time and humble ourselves before the word of God and we receive it, God aligns our heart with his heart. Mm-hmm. He aligns our will with his will. He aligns our desire with his desire. So then when we're asking, we're asking according to his will. We're asking according to his heart. We're asking according to his desire. And that will be done because it's according with the will of God. We're no longer asking to, to, to consume it on our own lust. Our, our prayer list is no longer sounding like a shopping list of give me this and I want that. It's this. It's this ideas that we've been before God We've spent time in his word. He aligns our heart with his heart. And once our heart is aligned with his heart and we're asking in accordance with his will, wow, we can have so much faith and confidence that God is going to hear and God is going to answer because we're asking according to his will and not according to our will. And that's huge. It's powerful, Gabe. And I think that's exactly what it's it's mentioning here. If ye, In John 15, it says, Jesus says, If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and shall be done unto you. And I think it's 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 interesting that um, the following verses, I believe it is, is herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, 
so shall ye be my disciples. God is glorified mm-hmm. in that we bear much fruit. And I think the fruit that is being talked about here is in many ways answered prayer. But it's answered prayer in connection with abiding, meditating, keeping the law, the commands of Jesus, the words of Jesus. And um, when we do do that, like like you're saying, it's like our heart gets lined up with God's heart. And if it's kind of like if you can picture a channel. When a channel, say, you know, the channel is designed to have water running through it. When a channel is properly aligned, whether it's two pipes that are being connected, when the two pipes are in proper alignment and they're connected together, it's like the water can flow seamlessly. And it's like when we align our hearts, our minds, with the will of God, with the word of God, it's like when we do ask, it is given. When we do seek, we do find. And when we do knock, the door will be opened. But the opposite is true is when that's not in proper alignment, then we have a lot of prayers that aren't being effective, that aren't being effectual. And even though we might, they might be fervent, because they're not in line with God's heart, God's will, his desire, they don't seem to be answered. And and so that kind of leads us to the next point here is, is, Gabe, practically, what is it that we are to ask for? What are we to seek for? What are we to knock for? Um, and I, I think of prior to this command, ask, seek, and knock, we have the Lord's Prayer. And it's really interesting that the very beginning of the Lord's Prayer, it starts out with, with after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And just, where do we be praying? You know, what are we be asking for? What do we be seeking? What are we be knocking, looking for? Um, that the will of God would be accomplished, that his kingdom, his authority, his ruling and reigning in, in, in a given situation would be carried out. It's about his will and his kingdom, right? In our prayer, asking and our seeking and our knocking, we see it's actually about him and his kingdom and his will and his purpose. Um, it's not about our kingdom, it's about his kingdom. It's not about our will, it's about his will being accomplished. It is, it is. And then in in align with that, Gabe, there are some 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 practical attitudes that we can have that will help our prayers to be effective. Would you kind of talk on that a little bit? So I think a huge aspect of this is as we go to the Lord in prayer, just a place of humility where we humble ourselves before God and that when we approach him um, to, to in, in seeking him and asking and in seeking and knocking, that we do it with humility because it's interesting in um, in in James chapter 4, we see that God's desire for us to humble ourselves before him. And really, Nate, even asking and seeking and knocking is an acknowledging of our need of someone outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
prayer is a practical acknowledgement of our total dependence on Jesus for everything. And when I don't pray, it's like I'm saying, oh God, I can do life without you, which mm-hmm. obviously is a complete lie and is not true and is so arrogant. And we would never say it that way. Mm-hmm. But when we don't pray, that's what our lives are saying, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, because, and the reality is we find out we can't do life without him and, and things spiral downward when we aren't praying and asking and seeking and knocking and, and growing in our fellowship with him and in his word. Um, because when we ask and we seek and we knock in a very practical way, we are acknowledging our need for God, our dependence on him as our heavenly father. And so I think humility is huge in this. And I also think, Gabe, if we want our prayers to be effective, mm-hmm. James talks about them being fervent and righteous. James 5.16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You know, we've been talking about fervency, but then there's also a need for righteousness. Mm. Basically, where our relationship with God is one of purity. I think of Psalm 66, 18, that says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. You know, I think it's important to know that at times, if we feel like our prayers aren't being answered, you know, what might be the cause of that? And righteousness and purity would be at the forefront. If, if there are unresolved issues between me and my walk with the Lord, um, then my prayers are going to be hindered in many ways. And in fact, on a real practical basis, Peter, 1 Peter 3, 7, um, has an example of this. It says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. And just just the fact, Gabe, that if we want our prayers to be effective, if we want, when we ask, if we want to receive, you know, if we seek, we want to find, if, if we really want to find, if we want, when we knock, if we really want that door to be opened, then there has to be not only a clear line of communication between us and the Lord, um, no hidden sin, no 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 strongholds that we know that need to be dealt with. Um, you know, if if we have that clear channel, God will answer. But it's the same is true with our relationship with others. If we don't have a right relationship with others, meaning we know that there may be things that we need to make right with others, that can be a hindrance. That will be a hindrance to God answering our prayers until we get those things cleared up. I think also a key is asking in faith, because mm-hmm. in James um, 1, 5 through 8, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But then it says this, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven to the wind and tossed. For let not that man think you shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And so really a key to asking and receiving is asking in faith. Um, and you say, okay, well, how do I grow my faith? Because we could all say, wow, we need to grow in, our, grow in our faith, that our prayers might be full of faith. Well, Scripture tells us how our faith grows. It says faith comes by hearing 
and hearing mm-hmm. by the word of God. And this harkens back to John 15, mm-hmm. where Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. See, as we're abiding in the word, our faith begins to increase. And the result is we ask in faith, nothing wavering. Amen. And I think the last point here we want to make before we wrap up this episode is when we ask if, if and seek and knock, if we want to be effective in this, I think a big part, Gabe, is we need to be patient. We need to be patient. Because I don't know about you, but there's been many times when I've come to the Lord about something and I've asked and he doesn't seem to answer. And then I'll ask again and he doesn't seem to answer. Well, you know, one might ask, why isn't God answering my prayer? Or why isn't it now? You know, why isn't the answer coming now? And I think John sheds a little bit of light onto this with the story of Lazarus's death. I'm going to read um, John 11, 1 through 4, and it says, Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary that, which, was anointed, which, which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, Sick, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. And we know if you read the rest of this story, Jesus purposely delays. Now, that kind of blows my mind a little bit, Gabe, because it's like, wait a minute. Lazarus was significant. He was important in the community. He, um, I believe, you know, invested in the lives of those around him. And he was, he was significant, a significant person. And his life was at stake here. I mean, he was sick. And we find later he, he actually dies. Um, and, but Jesus, when he hears this, he says this, and then he delays, purposely delays. And one might ask, well, why? Well, if you read the rest of the story, Jesus shows up at the grave and raises him from the dead for the purpose of showing the power of God. And I think that when our prayers or our, our, yeah, our, our, the answers to our prayers get delayed, we need to remember that God does hear them he is aware of them, but the timing of the answer of those, he's, God is in control of that, and he wants to use the, that timing to recognize him, to glorify him, to bring him glory and honor, which many times it's not going to be in our own timing, but if, it, if in this situation with Lazarus, if it was within the timing that Mary and Martha wanted Jesus to heal Lazarus, it wouldn't have brought near the glory, near the honor to God as if Jesus, as if when Jesus would have waited and, and then healed him and actually raised him from the dead, which was such a powerful story. So as we conclude this episode for our listeners, um, you, there may be prayers that you're praying that don't seem effective. They 
don't seem like they're really reaching the Lord or they don't really seem like they're being answered or on the timetable that you feel like they should be answered. And and that's understandable, but we want to encourage you, apply this command. Ask, seek, and knock. Don't give up. Be persistent. Be patient. Know that the Lord is working behind the scenes. And that remember, when we pray and we're asking the Lord for something particular, remember, it's never really about the answer. It's about the person who's giving that answer. It's about relationship with the Lord. And so may your prayer life grow with the Lord. May my prayer life grow with the Lord. And then may we all become more dependent upon the Lord. Our next episode, we're going to be concluding this command, Ask, Seek, and Knock. So we hope that you join us then. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on this journey through the commands of Christ, brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. If you would like to go deeper in this month's focus, head over to homediscipleshipnetwork.org, where you can download a free study guide to accompany each command. And if today is your first time with us, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you will be able to join us each week as we explore the commands of Christ together. That's it for today, and we'll be back with more next week.